1: Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mix Club page or listen live at Sohoradiolondon.com. My last show,
0: two weeks ago, I did an IG culture special. Uh, It was really fun. I just played some of my favourite IG culture tunes. I gave up trying to kind of create any kind of coherent (laughs) narrative because he's got so much music. It's literally crazy how much music he's made. So I just played some of my favourite tunes from the past 30 years of his output. And because he does such a wide variety of genres, it, you know, it didn't sound like we were listening to one artist the whole time. It was a really fun show. So you can listen back to that on the Mixcloud. It's mixcloud.com forward slash Kate Magic. And yeah, you can check out my other websites, katemagic.com. is where I have my recipes and my writing and rawliving.co.uk is my shop where we sell raw foods and superfoods all the foods to keep you high vibrational actually I should mention I'm also doing an Instagram live tomorrow Uh, it's not something I do a lot but I've been invited on by a lady called Amelia Love amelia happiness guru is her instagram handle amelia happiness guru and we're doing an instagram live and we're talking about raw foods and superfoods to elevate your vibration raise your frequency which is kind of obligatory right now in these challenging times you've got to put the work in to just really keep yourself sane and happy and healthy yeah that's tomorrow I think I want to say 8 p.m 8 p.m UK time tomorrow Thursday and then one more thing to plug I've got yoga magic on Friday so I did the first one last week it was so fun um, but we did have technicals so we're gonna try it again and we're doing it for free again so it's 7 to 9 p.m uk time uh it's over zoom it's two hours it's yoga and meditation and a little rave so i've got ian soul provider he's a dj here on soho radio for to the floor show and he's going to be live djing and yeah we're going to take you through the yoga it's vinyasa sequence and yeah we're gonna take it into just a little dance it's something I've been doing online with some of my American friends and it's so fun so we're trying it out so yeah you can join rawliving.co.uk and find it there yoga magic join us on Friday first one is free get into the interview with alicia i hope it works i've never done it like this before uh yeah so enjoy listening to alicia joy and i'll catch it on the other side in about an hour my first interview over zoom hi alicia how are you doing i'm really good how are you great i'm great thank you so much for joining me today this is our first ever conversation so i'm excited to learn more about you and your creative process Mm. do you want to introduce yourself for people that aren't familiar with you yeah
1: sure um my name is alicia joy i'm a artist based in Nam, a mwurundjeri country and melbourne so-called australia and i a i perform as a keys player and a singer um for my own project alicia joy but also in 3070 Um, and i yeah produce i do radio now which is awesome on worldwide fm and lots of creative and crazy arty things I guess so, on, alongside of that, write a lot of poetry and
0: yeah I guess that's <laughs> My my introduction to you was Know Your Power which was that 2019
1: Yeah, yeah on so Gondwana Had
0: yeah. you released much before then or was that your first release I had released
1: um, I think by that stage two albums with 3070 okay. Um But that was my first solo release,
0: yeah. And tell us about that song, because that's a really like empowering song, isn't it? Tell us about those lyrics.
1: Yeah, it definitely was for me. And it's nice to hear that it is for other people. Um, I guess I wrote it really about my experience in the music industry as um, a female, kind of, my experience of, um, I guess being treated secondary to the male species (laughs) and, um, and how that relates as well to my physical body and my, uh, I guess my worth in, in my physical body. And, um, I think that's something that, I've I will explore and I have explored a lot in my music um but it's definitely something that at that point in time um was really quite like yeah it it was disempowering to have an experience where somebody takes um takes your power from you based on your breasts and you're having a vagina and that's literally it um so, yeah, it's about a lot of things, but it's, it really is about um, the, my physical form as a female.
0: Yeah. yeah, maybe let's talk about your creative process. So that's obviously a very mm. deep-felt song that came from something you're experiencing, something you needed to express. Do you feel all yeah. your songwriting comes from that kind of lived process? And do you have, like, rituals that help you get into that creative zone? Like, how does your creativity manifest in your life?
1: Mm. it's constantly changing and I, and I kind of engage in, in lots of different practices but at the moment I'm really trying to write poetry every day and that is normally in the morning and um, I, I try to do a lot of kind of like free-form writing even when writing to music just letting go and kind of letting whatever wants to come come and and kind of separating myself from the process a little bit so trying to yeah just um create like a channel between myself and the music and just let it flow out Mm -hmm. but in order to do that you know it needs to I need to be um kind of engaging in other practices of mindfulness and um and stillness of mind, really, yeah.
0: So do you have a sense of where that comes from? You're saying, like, feeling like you're a channel. Do you have a sense of where that Mm -hmm. inspiration comes from? Yeah, I guess I grew up
1: singing in church. I grew up singing with my mum and my grandmother and my sister. Um, So I guess spirituality and music was, like, a very large part of my upbringing and my introduction to singing and making music and congregating and performing so I think it was a natural feeling for me to want to draw in some sense of like um, spirituality or like Mm -hmm. attunement to something greater than myself when making music and I think I'm like constantly chasing a feeling that came with performing and um, singing together with a congregation of people that are like collectively tuning into something greater than themselves. Is, yeah,
0: yeah, that incredible. really comes across, I think, in your music. That's one of the reasons okay. I resonate with it so much. That sense of expansion, I guess you could call it, right? Mm, yeah, totally. <laughs> Let's play a track, what do you want to start with first?
1: Um, mm. Well, I love that you play like a lot of Broken Beat, like I checked out your kind of, your vibes. Yeah. And um, maybe we can start like as a little introduction, um, we can play this 3070 track, Tempted, the Athlete Whippet remix. Yeah.
0: tell us about 3070
1: uh 3070 is a project that i a door with every bit of my being it's uh, a collaborative project um, it's changed a lot over time but it it's yeah I guess it started off as like a hip-hop really inspired by Jay Diller and Erica Badu and this sort of realm of hip-hop and now it's kind of transcending more into dance music, broken beat, always jazz elements but um yeah we're 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 on the label rhythm section and I spent a lot of time in the UK and across Europe and yeah I just love that project I love collaborating with musicians that are all working their asses off
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I've never been to Australia I don't really know much about the scene there do you feel like the scene is or you know, let's take our recent events back up to recently. Do you feel like the scene's been very thriving, very vibrant?
1: Mm, yeah, I think in definitely in the jazz soul scene, there's been like a real emergence of incredible musicians coming out of Melbourne or Nam, and uh, I think that's continuing to grow across the country, but there's just isn't the same population or interest in niche music here in Australia, as it is in Europe, there isn't that same lineage of jazz and um, even like um, black culture and black music that supports jazz and soul music and and that listeners understand where that's coming from so I think like for us performing in in Europe is such a such a blessing because there's such a wide there's such a diversity of people at the gig like here in Australia you play a gig mostly to other jazz musicians because they're the ones that get it you know but um, and then occasionally, like, I don't know, people are interested in maybe the hip hop elements that they can cling on to, but in Europe, I feel like there's such diversity in in age and in in cultural lineage and um, even in gender, like I, I, yeah, I just feel like there's a there's a wider pool of people that are that are in the cities and are, and are ready to, experience something maybe a bit more challenging so yeah it's growing here but yeah
0: you see a parallel between the scene that's kind of risen in london in the last few years and what's happening in melbourne do you think they kind of run Mm,
1: i think there's definitely like a lot of inspiration being taken from either side like you know um bands like hiatus coyote like have have really rippled through so many scenes and um, really affected the jazz world. But then at the same time, there's inspirations coming from the UK um, that we're all picking up over here. So uh, I think there is definitely this parallel happening. Yeah. But
0: let's go back to your process. You're talking about, you know, needing hmm. to be mindful and kind of, get into that place of stillness? Do you have practices? Do you have a meditation practice or how do you get into that state? Yeah,
1: I'm really committing this year to daily meditation and it's something that's definitely um, been there for me in the past, but maybe creating like a a ritual around it, like a daily, daily thing um, is really helpful for me. Um, but yeah, beyond that, like, I guess there's, there's even just reading regularly helps for me to be mindful and to, um, be in a state of kind of absorbing what's beyond myself. So, and, and walking and listening and so many, there's so many different ways that we can access mindfulness, you know, mm. D- exercise and um just trying to move a bit slower through Mm -hmm. life so I can attune myself
0: at a more organic pace
1: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. maybe slow is
0: wrong maybe
1: (laughs) it's a greater awareness around the pace that I'm moving at and moving with awareness yeah Yeah.
0: so your meditation practice how long do you try and meditate on a daily basis and do you have like to use apps or how do you get into that zone?
1: Mm, I struggle with the app thing. I don't know. I think like having my phone there is a, takes away from my experience in a sense, but, um, I have tried that, but yeah, generally I, I just practice, um, for however long feels right for that day and however whatever amount of time that I can give but normally it's like twice a day for maybe 20 minutes um yeah that's what I'm trying (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: and you mentioned taking walks as I said, I haven't been to Australia, but it's known for its like natural beauty. Is there spots that mm. you go to that you really get nourished and inspired by? Yeah,
1: I I mean, I've just been in Tasmania, which is, you know, the island just down the bottom of Australia and some incredibly beautiful walks there, like just completely immersed in nature and that does definitely reground you and like make you so aware of your insignificance as a human and i think this is a really important and healthy um realization you know just like the power of nature and and yeah it's really humbling and i think that's definitely just constantly having these places, even if it's not daily, but to like go to and remind you of, yeah, your
0: place as a what human. favourite place in the world that you've been? My favourite? Yeah. Like if I was going to buy you a plane ticket right now. <laughs> 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 um,
1: mm, well, in Australia, like the Great Barrier Reef is like – unreal completely unreal rainforest and um yeah reef their nature is just like yeah insane so colorful so wet so hot <laughs> it's beautiful i'd probably go there <laughs> oh cool uh, let's play another chat then what do you
0: want to give us yeah. next
1: maybe let's play another one from australia um this is natalie slade love light and uh it just recently came out came out like in june july on iglo records yeah. love light
0: I loved Natalie Slade. I loved, uh, was it Humid, was it called? I remember. Yeah, yeah. Humidity? Humidity. Yeah. Humidity. yeah. Yeah, and Give Me yeah, Your yeah, Love. Sure. That was the other one I played a lot, Give Me Your Love. Yeah. Yeah, so that's another Australia-London collection. connection. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. And she's, like, so incredibly grateful. Like, she's so hyped to be on Eglo. It's yeah. really nice.
0: So is she someone you've known a long time? Is she like in your circle?
1: Yeah, I've known Nat like maybe three years or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, she she used to spend a lot of time in Melbourne, but now she's more based in Sydney. But yeah, she's awesome.
0: Have you got any class to work together?
1: Um, we've done one gig together and she came and sung with me and that was really That's
0: cool. Been in one of her videos? I'm
1: remembering that right oh yeah and I did some backing vocals for yeah. her as well yeah. um yeah I'd love to work with Nat we we're quite similar in our like spontaneity and like I don't know making it up on the fly but yeah. she's a she's about us yeah awesome awesome so um let's talk about diet are you into
0: healthy eating do you think do you feel that um affects
1: your creativity yeah definitely um i think it probably affects everyone's creativity but we don't (laughs) i think we don't want to accept that um but for me definitely i take a lot of care in what i consume like through food water air music, (laughs) um, internet consumption. That doesn't mean I'm like always getting it right, but I, I, you know, I think about it a lot. Um, I have just gone back to a vegan diet. I was kind of flexy when I was touring a lot because I felt like it was pretty challenging to maintain a vegan diet. Um, and sometimes maybe potentially even like more wasteful in some circumstances or like, yeah. Um, so just trying to kind of find the best line of, I don't know, being sustainable and, and being mindful of what I'm consuming for health and, and mental being. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, now that I have a choice, I'm, I'm vegan and, um, Yeah, just killing it on the yeast flakes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeast flakes and my iron consumption and protein, I care a lot about.
0: (laughs) So you match the chef, if we came round for dinner, what would you, what's your signature dish you would impress us with?
1: Um, I make a really good vegan lasagna. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's something I've been trying to, like, nail. What
0: about yeah. desserts? you have a sweet tea? Pardon? What about desserts? What's your favourite vegan dessert? Oh. Mmm. Um, I don't
1: go too deep on the vegan desserts. Because, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I love... Do you guys have Panna chocolate?
0: Yes. Yes, we do, actually. Yeah. yeah, There's a few brands. Yeah. There's Raw Halo. That's Australian as well, right?
1: Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: There might even be three brands of raw chocolate Australian.
1: Mm. Anything it's... choc mint I'm about. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's about it.
0: It's weird. To, like We have Australian kombucha as well. It's weird to me that they import these things all the way across the world. But there's a couple yeah. of remedies. Isn't Remedy Australian? Yeah. Yeah, we have that as well.
1: Cool. Yeah, yeah we Australians... Know love kombucha
0: okay you're a kombucha <laughs> fan
1: yeah i dig it yeah for sure
0: <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. and um, you mentioned touring so obviously that's been off the cards recently but when you were touring how did you cope with the stresses of being on the road it's something i think about a lot is you know that when you're performing like that, you're expected to be the highlight of someone's day or someone's week or maybe even their mm-hmm. month. And yet, for you, you might have been not, you know, not having enough sleep, not having great food, like in a strange place. Yeah. Like, what were the things you did to get yourself keep yourself sane and healthy in those kind of yeah. situations?
1: I think, um, as I was saying before, like just being flexible and accepting of the conditions or the situation or the food or whatever it is. Like I, um, can be quite like strict on myself in what I consume. And then there's so many situations where you have to just kind of roll with it a little bit. And I think just going into those moments with acceptance and with curiosity and with, um, yeah, just, like, humility and gratitude, mm-hmm. like, huge amount of gratitude because it's so easy to find yourself in these incredible moments and you're thinking about, like, I don't know, how you have to sleep on the floor that night or something and you, you're taken away from the beauty in that moment. and And I now have come to, like, like the first few tours that we did are some of the craziest and most challenging times, but they're, like, the memories that I cherish so hard. Because, I don't know, something about the whole hustle and, and just that pace of life and, I don't know, the wildness of it all is, like, to me right now in lockdown is all I want. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, I think, like, gratitude and acceptance and just rolling with it is how you get through. Do you enjoy
0: performance? You're yeah,
1: a natural performer. I love it. Like, it's definitely where I feel the greatest spiritual connection and sense of purpose and, like, reaching a true sense of self. Um yeah, I live for that. And I think my project as a solo artist and, my, and, and when I perform with 3070, it's such a different experience. But um, I love playing with 3070 and I get to dance and, like, really enter a space <laughs> for myself. I oh, love
0: that. Afterwards, do you find it hard to come down afterwards? Do you have anything that you do to, mm-hmm. like, chill yourself out?
1: I think this is why I've found, like, meditation really significant for me and maintaining a practice while I'm not touring is super important. Um, But after gigs, I can often just, like, get distracted and all of a sudden I'm partying. But (laughs) it's best when I do take those moments to... Uh, reground myself and center myself, and um, yeah, like even just read or journal straight after a gig is really beneficial. But I again, I don't
0: hard, always do
1: it. It's so hard, and it's especially in those moments where I'm like flying really high mm-hmm. that you don't want to reground because. I don't know. It's just really fun being that high, but that's when you also crash. <laughs> I find I'll crash. Yeah.
0: Did you learn that from experiences? That's like a very wise and mature stance <laughs> to take. Is I'm not going to go to the after party. I'm going to go and journal. Like, oh uh,
1: no, I'll still go to the after party, but I'll just take five minutes. <laughs> okay. to journal. And I'm like a fiend for locking myself in a bathroom and writing poetry. Like, that's my vibe. I'll be at the after party, but I'll be in the bathroom writing poetry. Um, but, yeah, that's, like, I guess I've come to that through, um, like, other, other people's wisdom, through therapy and guidance and, and my own kind of awareness and growth. Yeah. Brilliant. Let's play another
0: track. What have got next?
1: Um oh I am loving this De May and Ego May tune Stuck in a Daze on Touching Bass.
0: Yeah, so that's Deme, that's new out on Touch and Base. Mm. Um So, yes, yeah, so I wanted to ask you about mental health. Um, I had a lady on recently, well, at the end of last year, called Sally, Sally Ann Gross, and she did a, well, she's a professor at a University in London. She did a research project on mental health in the music industry, and it was things that I thought about a lot and kind of asked people but it really put into perspective for me like it's such a stressful thing being an artist because you don't have regular hours you know it's a Mm -hmm. lot of night work you don't have a regular paycheck like how do you personally deal with all that how do you protect your mental health and how do you deal with the kind of insecurity and instability of being an artist
1: yeah I've actually checked out her work the can music make you sick Yeah. yeah, she's incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, even just that, even just learning that this is part and place with the industry I think is, is helpful so you know that you're not alone mm-hmm. in your experience. Um, because it is such a challenging industry and particularly for sensitive people which so many of us are, you can't really spend your days writing and creating and diving into the depths of your psyche without accessing some pretty um, dark areas as well as joyous areas. So I think for me, just learning more about mental health um, in itself and learning that this is a shared experience is really helpful. Um, yeah, I read a lot. <laughs> and and I do therapy, and I make sure that I have a therapist that I can call throughout touring cycles. So someone that will do Zoom. Like, obviously, now all therapists are doing Zoom, but not, not everyone did previously. So... Um, yeah having regular practices having a therapist having <laughs> um a team as well that you can communicate with is huge like having a support team that are musicians but also maybe not musicians because we can also get so um deep in thinking that the music industry is the only thing that exists mm-hmm. And i think that can be really unhealthy like having multiple things on the go or having um a varied group of friends and a varied group of support networks is really important and that's something that i learned the hard way i think
0: (laughs) yeah it's not in britain people don't tend to have therapists would you say it's more common in australia
1: Oh, maybe in my circle of friends. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a huge advocate for therapists. I think it's just like um, a, a great way to have someone that you can talk to and rely on constantly. And especially if you're a deep thinker or you're a creative person, you really are like, Diving into your psyche, and I think having someone to hold your hand the way through that, and to help you navigate that space, is really important because um, it really is a space that you're that you're um, exploring, mm. and and we need a map, <laughs> we need a way out.
0: I agree. I think it would be so much of a better world if people just everyone just had a therapist. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I think people really associate having a therapist with being, like, unstable, and I think that's a misconception, and um, I think people also associate having a therapist with it being forever or being constant. And uh, that's also, I think, a bit of a misconception, because you can have a therapist for a couple of weeks, or you can have a therapist for a couple of years. Like there's no set time, there's no rules there.
0: I think when I was younger, if that had just been a thing, like you have to go and see a therapist <laughs> a month, a lot of things in my life that I thought was my fault, or I thought I was crazy, or do you know what I mean? It's I would if different. I went to a therapist that'd have been like that, nah. <laughs> and that would have made me make different choices when you internalize yeah. things, you tend to you tend to put things on yourself, right? Rather than, especially when you're younger, like in your twenties, you can't see. Oh well, you know that's a pattern. Like that's yeah, that's not right for that mm-hmm. person to behave like that. So yeah, I think yeah, it would just be really helpful for society. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, people guiding you through in that way. <laughs> totally.
1: And also the way that we come to, like, kind of mirror one another but also make up different halves of a whole. Like, especially in the music industry, you see artists being quite submissive and Mm -hmm. management or booking agents or whoever on the other side being quite domineering. And sometimes you need, like, archetypes and you need discussion to uncover that. Because it's really hard to see those patterns develop in real time.
0: Yeah, until yeah. you're too late. <laughs> yeah. and you until you're late. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So let's
1: play something else. What do you want to play
0: next?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we play this LCSM track, um, Let Me, and it's featuring Noe Graphique and Natalie May. Yeah. I love no graphic good friend and beautiful pianist yeah.
0: yeah I play this album a lot and this is definitely one of my favorite tracks of album.
1: cool yeah,
0: yeah. brilliant thank you for choosing that Alicia I love that one so much so I've got one last question which is my favorite question before we get into that let's talk about joy because joy's been on my mind a lot just Mm. the last couple of weeks and I keep getting all these things around joy like like there was this place in London that I was cycling past it was like an art installation and it was called the joymas and it was like about spreading joy and it was just like this mad like crazy explosion of colour mm. and missing this in this shop window and thinking all these things about joy and then you're my first guest of 2021 and you're Alicia <laughs> Joy. So did you, did you take that name yourself? Like do you want to speak around why you why you chose to be Joy. <laughs>
1: It wasn't a choice. That's my real name. (laughs) Yeah. And my mum's name and my grandma's name, my mum's first name is joy and my grandma's name is joy. So that's my real name. (laughs) And I think it's taken me this long. Like I similarly feel this year. I, I, that's my intention is joy. And, um, a really, really powerful, wise woman, set her intention as joy. And I feel like, I don't know, there is something in this year that's calling in joy. And um, completely unrelated to me, but I, I feel like this is the first year in my life I think that I've really been able to connect with that name without feeling like pressure or something to to constantly be joyous (laughs) because we can't always be joyous but we can we can you know we can focus on on trying to bring joy yeah and I think that's a really powerful thing
0: yeah the thing is about joy is it comes from inside of you right so it's something that it comes from inside of you and you can spread and in this really challenging time you can still find joy because you find it inside yeah you. So really strong about committing to joy because if you don't do that it's so easy to get just um oppressed all the all the negative it's information crazy. coming at you so it's like a It's like you have to consciously look for the joy and find the joy. Otherwise it's just like overwhelming, isn't it?
1: Completely. It's definitely like, you know, I don't want to say a choice because there's a lot of reasons why certain people in certain situations struggle to access joy. But I think for a lot of us, it's like just about, having gratitude for what we have and and making good choices that allow us to access that joy and 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 bringing it to other people brings so much joy back <laughs> as well you know and i think that's definitely a focus of mine cuz you're right it's like if you don't if you don't take yourself there it's so easy to be swept up in all the other shit And um, yeah, that's my intention for this year is definitely joy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So my last question is my favourite question and it's about spirituality. You mentioned your spirituality a few times already. So do you want to Mm. tell us what that looks like for you? Like, do you have the sense of a power greater working in your life? Do you experience a lot of synchronicity and serendipity? Mm. Oh, I don't know it's constantly changing
1: for me and I think like as a as a coloniser as a white person in so-called Australia I think my upbringing in Christianity was doused with a lot of shame and 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 there is a lot of there's a lot of colonial history attached to Christianity in this country and I think for that reason, like religion and like you know, in society, religion and spirituality get so muddled up, and they're completely separate things. Mm-hmm. But that was my first experiences of spirituality was in a church, and um, I think unraveling that and and kind of coming to my own sense of spirituality outside of that experience was really huge. And I'm still unraveling that (laughs) and still trying to understand um, my own sense of spirituality, but also my experience in a church. And and I think music is what kind of called me into that space and, and allowed me to access that greater sense of power. And I think so much of that is a collective experience. It's like, it's something that for me happens in um, in creating like a, a shared experience for a group of people that are wanting to reach something outside of themselves, even if that's just like one other person beside them, I think that's a spiritual connection. And then it can be so far beyond that as well. And I've definitely had moments in my life where I've been I've felt a greater connection to sort of, um, yeah, like serendipitous moments and and this sort of sense of a higher power. Um, but it's something that I'm constantly kind of learning and growing and and thinking about and and thinking about in terms of like... I guess my experience as a white person in Australia, because I think that's like a really um important thing to come back to and and the spiritual connection that is within this country and and within this land and this water and this air and the the history of spirituality here um, and how to kind of connect to that and be aware of that and respectfully engage in this collective spirituality but also like the history of spirituality and my own sense of spirituality Mm. yeah
0: so is there practical ways that you found to do that to kind of i guess you're saying to kind of give the power back to the the land is there is there ways that you do that in your life
1: Mm -hmm. i think kind of as we were talking about before just like um creating greater awareness and, and in a sense, slowing down, like actually taking time to be in nature and be in conversation and be in learning and humility and, and, um, yeah, in conversation with, with people that, that do have a connection with this land with first nations people. Um, yeah. Even in conversation with nature, like, mm-hmm. Just being still and open to that, I think is really powerful.
0: Beautiful. We've got time for one more track.
1: What do you want to finish with? Let's finish with Shy One. This is uh, off the Rhythm Section Shouts compilation, and it's called How.
0: Why did you pick that that one?
1: I really dig Shy One. Um, I really dig their remixes and uh, I kind of want to hear more music from them. Hey, like <laughs> encouraging that.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay, so um, yeah, what do you want to plug? What have you got coming up? What's going on for you at the moment? mm.
1: Um, I'm about to release another track um, with a band called Close Counters, which is a nam based duo. And uh, that's coming out in, like, February, so that's exciting. And um, beyond that, just go and check out the EP. It's out now on First Word Records called Lighted Again and thank you Kate for having me and for no, sharing my pleasure. my pleasure
0: have you got any more coming out on first word have you got any more
1: yeah I'm I'm like really trying to finish this album that I've been working on for a while <laughs> yeah that should hopefully be coming out for summer or yeah start rolling out in summer
0: and where do you hang out online where can people find you online
1: Mm, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not really on Twitter. I do some things on Twitter, but I don't really get it. And um, I don't know. You can hit me up anywhere. <laughs> really, I'm open.
0: Brilliant, Anita, Thank you so much. It's been a joy.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So there we have it. That was Alicia Joy all the way from Melbourne. What a wise and wonderful lady. Really enjoyed that chat so much. And looking forward to hearing more music from her this year. I know she's got lots of exciting projects ahead.